Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm Jimmy Rosari. Elkhart police are investigating a series of break-ins over the holiday weekend. The entire incident was caught on camera, and now it's gaining some traction on social media. One of those thefts happened right here on East Bristol Street in Elkhart. One of the business owners tells us they are so surprised by the outpouring of love and support during this difficult time as the community continues to share those pictures and videos to find out who's responsible. Money, checks, and jewelry stolen and damaged left behind when this man entered a building on East Bristol Street in Elkhart over the holiday weekend. We were totally scared and creeped out and just like, I can't believe this is happening. We love our little area here. We're here with other businesses and we have always have felt safe. The building houses six local businesses whose owners are now in shock. You know, you work so hard for your for your business and you know um, and your clients you want your clients to feel safe and um, you know I just want to shed light on this and you never think it's going to happen to you. They believe the suspect entered through this back door before walking down the hallway to the suites but not before being caught on this security camera. In this video, you see the man peering out the front door. He is wearing a backpack with lotion in the pocket. He turns around and looks straight into that camera. That footage has quickly circulated on social media. Smith says the outpouring from the community has turned a devastating situation into something more positive. Smith and all of the other business owners say that they are thankful for the support and for every bit of information that helps police track down the suspect. Nothing good comes out of what he's doing and there are enough people in this community that care and that are good people he's not going to get away with it and uh, he should really put his time into doing something good Elkhart police say that this is an ongoing investigation. A person of interest is in custody but has yet to be charged or arrested. WSBT's Juliana Farfari reporting. Through the years, there have been many efforts to save the struggling Concord Mall. But an Ohio developer's proposal would change the mall as we know it. That company wants to add residential and light industrial space to revamp the mall complex, bringing an estimated $20 million investment. In the 1970s, Concord Mall was the place to go for shopping, casual dining, and socializing. Many in Elkhart County have fond memories of it. My mom is a hairdresser, and so I would, would do my homework in the uh, the back room of Regis or Bowrick's Hair Salon and uh, use her tip money to go play um at the arcades and eat mall food and things like that. Fast forward 50 years, Concord Mall is quite a different site. Other than a handful of businesses, the place sits empty. The mall has uh, struggled in recent years. It's, it's uh, worked to hang on the best that it could. But like many malls throughout the United States, it has uh, struggled recently. There have been many attempts to bring life back into the mall. The newest involves more than just a facelift. 
the development company that we're working with on the project is looking at making a, a significant investment in revitalizing and refurbishing the actual mall structure. Developer Industrial Commercial Properties, working with mall owners, put forth an idea to modify the mall site and transform it to a mixed-use property for commercial, residential, and light industrial use. But before any big ideas can move forward, it needs to be approved by the Elkhart Planning Commission on Monday. Once the property is rezoned, the plan would go before the City Council for approval. From there, developers could start on property improvement plans and recruiting businesses. And it has a strong history and tradition of being an economic generator um, from the retail perspective by bringing traffic in to the corridor. People are invited to share their thoughts on this proposal, whether it be by attending city council meetings or by contacting their council members themselves directly. WSBT's Lynette Grant reporting. We're learning more of a South Bend native and former soccer player who was killed last month. Vanessa Morer was shot on May 16th while in Chicago's East Garfield Park. The life of a former South Bend soccer star tragically cut short due to gun violence. Her mother and others who knew her tell me she was as good as it gets. Vanessa Morer was a multi-sport athlete from a young age. Her mother says the early athletic experience exposed her daughter's desire to be the best. She was so competitive that she every day strived to be better than she was the day before. I mean, she was like her, I don't know how to word it, but I mean, it's like every day she challenged herself to be better than she was the day before. I mean, she's just a go-getter. She strived. She worked so hard. In 2013, Vanessa and other community members came together to try and help curb gun violence in the area and spoke to others about the potential consequences. Her mother's emotions still incredibly raw from dealing with this tragedy. Vanessa was the youngest of seven kids, but her mom says you wouldn't know that if you met her. Being a baby of the family, I mean, you you just thought that she was the oldest. I mean, I, I think she just took what she learned from the six siblings above her, and everyone else said, she was just so loyal and family, but everything to Vanessa. Eric Dieter was a fixture in Vanessa's life, serving as her coach in multiple sports. He finally recalls her performance in their program's first game. Our first game, when we, I started the soccer program, we played Stanley Clark at Stanley Clark, and of course they had state-of-the-art uniforms, bags, water bottles. We played in street clothes and street shows, and she scored the first goal in Impala soccer history. While there's no way to undo the tragic incident that occurred, Vanessa's mother tells me she has a final message for her youngest child. I'm going to miss my baby. I just want to, if I can tell her anything, I would tell her thank you and I love you. And I'm, I'm going to miss her forever. <laughs> she was like the rock in this family. Dieter tells me one of the things he'll always remember about Vanessa was the way that she cared about her family. WSBT's Leo Goldman reporting. Indiana is now the 19th state with an invasive species called the Asian longhorned tick. Two of the parasites were found in southeastern Indiana about two weeks ago during routine tick surveillance. They can be found anywhere and they can also attach to anything. And I'm also told that their growth as a population can explode. The Asian longhorned tick is reddish brown and 0.1 inches, but can grow to the size of a pea when fully engorged. They can prey on farm animals, pets, wildlife, and people. Dr. Rick Nelson has been an Elkhart area veterinarian for 47 years and saw tick populations increase within the last eight or nine years. Instead of just testing for heartworm disease, we usually test for uh, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anaplasma, 
and we also for limes and heartworms. The Asian longhorned tick spreads diseases like Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Heartland virus, Powassan virus, and thylariosis, also known as the cattle killing disease. But uh, if those ticks become more and more common, are we going to be testing for that as well? According to the Indiana State Board of Animal Health, this tick population can explode in a short period of time. Quote, a major problem with the Asian longhorned ticks is that the female can reproduce without mating and can lay up to 2,000 eggs at a time. The CDC reports this tick seems to be less attracted to human skin. Dr. Nelson says preventative chewable tablets are an easy way to stop these ticks from attaching to your pets and give them a thorough coat check to make sure they're not tracking those pests inside. You, what you do is you just give them a puppy massage and, and you can feel them if they're, if they're attached or something, but that shouldn't happen if they're on the preventives. If you believe one of these ticks has been attached to your pet, one of your livestock or yourself, Make sure you take it off and you could put it in a container and put some alcohol in there as well so it's well preserved and you can send it off to the Indiana Department of Health. WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. A South Bend woman is upset and shocked after her good deed ended with a 13-year-old stealing her car. It happened Tuesday morning on Huey Street. A middle schooler asked neighbors for a ride to school. While waiting, that same neighbor went to get him lunch money and that boy took off in the car. I'll do me like this. All kept saying. He just kept going. Lakenda Denise Hale was pleading with the middle schooler as he took off in her 1997 Toyota Corolla. That's all I have in my four cats. Hale and Roosevelt Stewart spotted the young boy around 9 this morning walking on Huey Street. The boy, the neighbors describe as around 13 years old, asked for a ride to school. Hale agreed and even offered lunch money to him when he said that he had nothing to eat. When she went to retrieve her wallet, the boy drove off in her car, her belongings inside. We didn't think that he would do nothing like that. It was like, okay, all right, we're getting you to school. That's all he wanted to go to school. That was it. A report was filed with police when the vehicle was stolen, but Hale did not want the theft to end in a greater tragedy. I said, if it moved, don't go to it. Because he's going to get scared and he's going to leave. I, I don't want the man to get the, the young boy to be hurt. Despite the disappointment, Hale and Stewart said this will not deter them from digging deeper into the problems that young people in the community are facing. We want to get to the underlying um, issue that's causing most of our teens to act out the way they're acting out. I'm hurt right now. I get over it. I never stop phone, which was thrown out of a car window down the street, was located. Someone else found and retrieved the car. It is now back in Hale's possession. As of last we knew, the teen had not yet been located. WSBT's Juliana Ferfari reporting. With Memorial Day being the unofficial start to the summer and boating season, law enforcement is keeping an eye on the water. They say it's time to remind you of how to stay safe while boating. Life vests, buoys, and flags, all basics of boater safety. But those who patrol the water say it's important to stay vigilant as the season begins. As families get on their boat to head to the water this summer, Tyler Brock is out there too. He's a conservation officer tasked with patrolling the portion of Lake Michigan within Indiana. No matter how many times you've done it, Brock says you need to go back to the basics every year. So everybody's getting their boats out of out of storage and dusting off the cobwebs and, and breaking them in for the season. He says your checklist should include life jackets, a throwable device, flags, and a whistle. Brock spends hours out on the water patrolling, checking that everyone has what they need. It's just like, you know, law enforcement on the road, there's, there's rules out here. 
But it's not just about what you bring, but what you do when you get on the water. Brock says holiday weekends bring increased traffic and a higher chance of drinking on the water. He says it can happen any day, any time. Just like on the road, you need to have a, a sober operator, designated driver. Um, you know, we, we do look for intoxicated and impaired boaters. He says the consequences of boating while intoxicated are the same as a DUI on the roadway. So it's going to affect your driver's license, your insurance, all of that. Um, you know, you, you still go to jail for it. And because you don't know if another boat has a sober or even experienced driver, it's best to stay vigilant all the time. When it comes to summertime boating, Brock says everyone should be able to have fun and stay safe. Take your time, go slow. Uh, make sure you're prepared and, and have the proper equipment. According to Brock, some requirements change year to year, so it's important to stay updated by checking the DNR website before heading to the water. WSBT's Anne Larie reporting. Memorial Day is about remembrance. It's a day to honor military members who have sacrificed their lives for this country. That can be even more difficult for those military men and women still with us, but who have dealt with these losses firsthand. One Marine is working to prevent veteran suicide while keeping his fallen comrades close to his heart. A beautiful, quiet day in the Little Pine Cemetery in Elkhart County. As U.S. Marine veteran Scott Lieber pulls in on his motorcycle, after serving for 13 years in the Marines and deploying to Iraq twice, he comes here every Memorial Day to remember his comrade, Corporal Arid Seal, who died on October 1st, 2006. He was the one guy that we lost in our unit, uh, with Bravo Company. Oh, and just to be able to keep his memory alive um, is something that... Um, it's something that we need to do. Like many veterans, Leeper faced diagnoses like PTSD, anxiety, and depression coming out of the service, along with struggling to find a new purpose and identity. For me, what that looked like is finding, uh, you know, my ability to be able to work with vets, be able to help vets, um, especially for, you know, days like today where they're struggling so deeply with um, dealing with uh, losing uh, brothers and sisters that we fought alongside. These challenges pushing some veterans to contemplate suicide. Leaper's new calling, helping dozens of veterans step away from the ledge. Memorial Day too is is um, not just about those that, that we lost in combat, but about the, the more than 6,000 that commit suicide every year since the year 2000. And, um, and so, you know, for me, that purpose looks like trying to help bring those numbers down. Leeper is studying full-time at IU South Bend to become a veteran psychologist, helping them find a new purpose. And while he says he's had low points, Leeper encourages others to celebrate the lives of those lost been, been too bad, so. and keep saying their name. We can't mourn their loss and sabotage our own life, but we need to be able to celebrate the life that they had and live the life that they would want us to have. And Leeper says today isn't about thanking those still alive for their service, but stopping by a veteran's grave or saying a prayer for those who have lost their lives in combat and to veteran suicide. WSBT's Erica Finke reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 